Happy, happy Friday, everybody. Don't worry. I know it's brick outside. It's cold as can be. I was in Manhattan at 7 a.m. this morning. Man, it is wicked out there today. We're going to warm it up, though. We're going to keep you nice and hot for this weekend. Before I bring on my guests, the message of the week, you know I love to rope in any kind of martial arts message, any kind of like fight story, because entrepreneurs are fighters. Ah, We're feisty. We're scrappy. So this will prime the chassis for my guest today. He's got a wrestling background, and this is a great wrestling quote that I found earlier this morning. Great wrestlers are not great because of their technique. They are great because of their passion. Carry that over into your professional life, your work life. I've been hot on this idea lately. It's really been catching some traction on LinkedIn, which is where I first met my guest. With that, I'd like to welcome back to the show because this is his second time on the show. He did just one segment back in the spring. We did a roundtable and he jumped in. Janiyad Iqbal, Queens in the house. What's up, man? How are you What's today? Up? What's up? Thanks for having me, man. I love that quote, man. Passion. Nice. Nice. Good wrestlers, you see that passion in them, man. They're always grinding. And it's funny because like for wrestling, for real, because how do you make money at wrestling? <laughs> oh, you look, know? Let me tell you, people who like wrestling, <laughs> they do it just for the love, right? There's really exactly. no money and then, you know. I guess now they, they can actually fight. So, yeah. Right. And, and th- there's a couple ways. Like I had a friend of mine who's a, a wrestling photographer. So he wow. was a wrestler and he w- he became a photographer. And then he ended up doing wrestling photography, like flow grappling yeah. uh, contracts and stuff like that. Flying him all over the world. You know, he was in the Balkans a lot because they've got a big wrestling thing there. But all throughout Europe, India, Pakistan, like all these crazy places where there's a big wrestling culture yeah. still, you know, in some parts of the States, these little pockets. So. You know, he made he managed to make some money. And some guys, we talked about it a bit on the show. Some guys get sponsorships and stuff like that. But I'm not sure even if they make as much as like, you know, your top no. jujitsu guys these days, you know, like the prize money. I mean, they don't have those kind of, uh, I guess if they transfer like to the submission grasp, grappling scene, yeah. possibly. It's tough because it's like the top, unless you're like a gold medalist Olympian, right? Yeah, it's, right. it's hard. That's There's really <laughs> only a handful of people because there's this one thing. It's like, who's, who lost to Usain Bolt? It's funny right, that you, you say that the name, right? right. Well, Usain Bolt is worth like whatever, 50 or a hundred million. And the next guy's worth like, yes, change, right? I, uh, where was, I saw this other one that, that was about a uh, gold medal. It was a wrestling quote that I found. I almost used it. Uh, I can't find it right now. It was talking about, uh, I'll find it. I'll find it on the break and we'll, we'll pick it back up. Um, I also want to say I can't wear my cans today because I got cauliflower ear. Oh, man. <laughs> so it started for you. I, you know, th- thankfully, I never got it. And I know a guy who was a 10-time or, or he was a five-time judo national champ and he didn't have cauliflower ear. What he said he would do is warm up his ears. So he, like, before uh-huh. rolling, he just, that's, that's you know, like, no one does that. Like, you know, it's one of those things you're like, what? Warm up your ears? Yeah. But then as you, it's just one of those. So maybe try that. Yeah, and I think judo guys maybe get it a little less because they're yeah. constantly like... No, no, but he was five-time, you know, like yeah, five-time yeah. national champ. So it's not just like I do judo. Yes. It's like, you know, yes. I, I'm training. True. So true. That that's the only thing I can go off. You know, yeah, like, <sighs> I should have warmed up. It's funny because, you know, we've been grappling a lot lately. We've been doing a lot of no-gi as well. Yeah. And um, they started to hurt a little bit, you know, but I was like, oh, it's fine. And I actually, I joined Henzo's uh, yeah, last no week because they, they're open. You know, they're one of the only schools that's allowed to operate right now. And it was already bothering me with like one class in, man. And it popped. And I was like, oh, oh man. So we drained it yesterday, but it's still a little sensitive, like taking shirts on and off. I was like, I was like, 
<laughs> Janai is going to know a little something about that. You're going to feel that. The ear, it's the ear bar. You know, it's that hidden yeah, technique. Yeah. The dark arts. The ear bar got me. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. So before we, it's all right. My wife doesn't like it, but otherwise it's great. <laughs> um, before we hop into like the professional stuff, give us a little a little background into your wrestling uh, experience. So, I mean, I I never, re- I didn't wrestle too long. I only wrestled to junior, senior year of my high school. I was going to wrestle college, but then I transferred out. But, and look, I would have wrestled earlier. I just didn't know wrestling was even a sport because yeah. we grew up in New York City, right? And then 10, right. 10, 15 years ago, the grappling scene was very underground, right? Only a, a handful of gyms. The UFC was still, right, illegal in so many states, right? It right. wasn't illegal in New York. Yep. And I there's a program called Beat the Streets, and some billionaire from Princeton he funded in yeah. so many new teams, and we were one of the teams. And my one of my buddies, he was like, "Hey, we got a wrestling team, got to join." And I was like, "Okay." And then I just, thankfully, I had a, a coach that really focused on technique, and I had the passion, and it was it was cool, it was fun, That's and that it. was my introduction to the sport. And you know, it was something that really taught me a lot, taught me a lot of discipline. Just I really like just overall like the grind, the technique, right? Mm-hmm. Like. There were, I remember, like, that was the only thing I looked forward to in school. Right? I was, I was like, <laughs> look, tired, but that's the only we'll thing I looked forward to. That's all I looked forward to. <laughs> that's great. So my buddy that I was talking about, Justin Hawk, he worked for Beat the Streets. He okay. was like, he was a big part of that for a while. And that's how he got, he was doing that. He came to New York. He's from, he went to high school with my wife upstate, yeah. actually, and moved here right after school. He wrestled all through college uh, at uh, SUNY Binghamton. Yeah, yeah. And he, he moved here right after college. He lives in Queens as well. And he um, he was pursuing like acting and a couple other things. He grapples. And, Does he still do jujitsu? Uh, he doesn't do much jujitsu. He, like, he's more like freestyle wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think these days he does more photography, but he still yeah. trains some. But he, we talked a lot about like where the little pockets of like post collegiate wrestling are. Yeah. And it's not everywhere, but you can certainly yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah. You see it go all over the place. Yeah. But that's, he kind of got started with those guys and they were the first people to bring him in to do like photography. And then it kind of blew up from there. Awesome. So I, yeah, I've watched it. It's him always cool grow when people them. fall into their passions. Yeah. In ways well, they did not expect. And that's a beautiful segue into like what you do now, which is help people fall into their passions, whether or not they have a degree. So tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing, like post post wrestling career. <laughs> yeah. So I help people without college degrees find jobs that pay well. And I'm the host of the No Degree podcast, where I interview people without college degrees and have them share their story. So I'm the founder of NoDegree.com. And I again, I felt it's the passion that keeps me going, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you're an entrepreneur, right? And we're always tempted. Like people, we're always tempted on the other side, right? The grass is always green on the other yes. side. You always think yes. like, hey, I can get an easy job that pays well and get a steady <laughs> paycheck and I don't have to worry about this. You always get that. But it's the passion that sure. keeps you going, right? Like the passion, the creativity, just the difference, right? So we're made a different way. But yeah. And uh, the No Degree podcast, when and where does that air? Uh, no I, mean, I know. Dot, so it's yeah. nodegree.fm. That's how you can find it. But yeah, it's on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, a bunch of other platforms. I think Amazon just came out. So I got to submit mine to Amazon because that's like a new thing right now. Yeah, they just reached out to me recently, too. And we got added. They okay, like cool. 
They, like I, we work through, I believe Sam will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Red Circle for distribution. Okay. And they connect us to a bunch of different things like that. Nice. But it was cool when Amazon like emailed me and they were like, hey, do you want to be like part That's of the Amazon? Cool. I was like, yeah. You're official. You're official. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, and then and then the LinkedIn lives that you do is that. Uh, um are uh, that's somehow kind of connected yeah, to so the look, no degree podcast tell, tell me the live is more free flow where yeah. the no degree like podcast is more structured and i'll tell you like people who i would love to have as a guest but I can't have them on the podcast because I have a degree. I funneled them to the LinkedIn live. So it's like, it's a win-win. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. So that's kind of how I do it. And I like doing something different. That's more like actual there. People ask questions and all that. And I have like a pretty strong crew on LinkedIn who's been supporting yeah. me from like day one. Sure. So I, I, that's, it's for them. And you meet a lot of people because one thing about lives is I find people watch them. Who I never know. Like I met someone on Clubhouse who's like, "Yeah, I watch your LinkedIn lives," and it, it was like I never messaged a guy and all that. So it's cool. It's, yes. it's a cool experience. And I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Just like yeah. the idea behind the live broadcast will kind of break things up. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, you did you tune into Nick's live the other day? I feel like I, nah, I heard your I, name. I, I've been so busy that i haven't been able to tune like i haven't i haven't even been able to comment on linkedin like that like usually i'm like a comment machine not on my yeah. own post I, i'll comment reply back but on other people's posts but now i've only been doing like three to five it's just no oh. just been so busy i feel special because you like comment on my no nah, i mean look <laughs> you, you always like my instagram post i'll, I'll yeah. make sure and then nice like nice. I, look I'll, I'll try to spend a few minutes and i always like try to support like, well, you you got a shout out on Nick's the live that I did with Nick Lozano oh, the other thanks, day. Thanks, yeah, man. he's um, a cool dude, man. He's he's great. Guy. He's he's been on the show too. He did like a half hour, and it was all about like how uh, jujitsu, you know, helps your personal life. Yeah. And we just talked about jujitsu basically the whole time. It was great. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and then like I I I connected with you through LinkedIn, and it's been very powerful for me as well. But like you're really like. That's like a, it's like a treasure chest for you. I feel like, how did that, how did that culminate? How did that all start? I'll tell you. So first I was on Reddit and I have a username, Mm -hmm. no degree D-O-T-C-O-M. So no degree.com. Yeah. The thing about Reddit is no one looks at the username. So I was giving out all this helpful advice and it didn't lead to any, (laughs) look, I like giving helpful advice, but it's like, look, I'm broke. I was broke. I need, it needs to come return. Where it's like, look, if I make money, it's not about how much I just need to survive. Right. So then I was like, damn. People don't check the username on Reddit, right? So let me go spend this time where, you know, help and get benefit. Let me try Quora. Quora was mm. good. It was okay, but it still wasn't like, you don't you don't connect with people on Quora, right? And yeah. and the top answers, those people put in way too much work. Like, you see? It's like, <laughs> right, so you got to have, like, I don't even know how they do it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me try LinkedIn, right? And then, because I had an Instagram account, but there was sometimes like the algorithm just ended up, it just ends up being tough. So I tried LinkedIn and I was like, yo, this is good. Like the organic mm. reach is good. And I was like, people can at least see you. And I just liked it, just the demographics of the platform in terms of mostly workers, right? People above a certain age, you don't get, people go on LinkedIn for a different reason. Like when you're on Instagram, you're competing with like beautiful women, celebrities, meme pages and all that. It's like, who wants to go find a job? It's like, screw that. But LinkedIn, you're competing <laughs> with accountants and financial advisors and all that stuff. So it's a lot easier, right? Especially when you get creative. And again, and I started and I just ended up meeting such great people who taught me a lot, who helped me so much in my business. I met three of my business partners there. 
Nice. So it, it just led to a lot of good things. And, you know, I meet people like you all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, and when did you get started on there? I started February 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Great. So, so I can't believe it's almost been two years. Yeah, yeah. Since I've been active. I made my account in... Well, I made my account earlier. Like, I, yeah. mean, I had an account since 2012, but then, you know, just... Oh, okay. So, you know... I remember, especially through through our wine business, I would get all these, uh, you know, invites to join LinkedIn since, since like yeah. 2012. I'd get these emails and be like, yeah. join me on my LinkedIn network. And I would always be like, what the hell is that? You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I got, you know, I wasn't really active on social media. I was definitely yeah. like boot, boots in the street working things, you know. And it would be all these like wine suppliers and people like that. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. And then, of course, you know, Finally, like listening to Gary Vee, and he's like, LinkedIn's got that yeah, great organic, you know, free organic, free organic. Yeah, and yeah. You know people still don't realize it. It's, an, it's crazy. Like I used to, like, I, what is my last post? My last post, I think it's like 20K views or something. Yeah. And let me check. It, it's like still, this one is like, this one, oh, 24K views. This one's yeah. climbing. Like it's one of those that keep climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and LinkedIn is where I first realized that. So like I had Instagram and Facebook before, but when we started the radio show, which was September of 2019, you know, it was like, all right, I really got to promote. I really got to get this out here. So I started the LinkedIn account specifically to promote the show yeah. and entrepreneurship and everything. And it was like kind of slow to start, but the first one that really like picked up some steam was LinkedIn. And I started to like, and then like, I had one of those posts that had like 20,000 views where yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I'm just like, a, I'm just like, yeah, a we're weird. not like beautiful women or anything. So it's like, we got to work for it. But it's funny because now it's TikTok. Tick, my TikTok is blowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to start on TikTok. Man, it's just, crazy. You know, for me, it's like I didn't start. And it's more that you have to get in the frame of mind for a certain time. Like TikTok takes a little more effort. You got to get yes. into like the, hey, I got to do it a certain way. Because I can't like for LinkedIn, I, there's some things it could easily translate to. Right. Like it, you know, Instagram and all that stuff. But like TikTok, like I have all the meme ideas in my head. Right. But now it's like, I got to do it. I got to. It does. It takes some time to execute, but then you find your rhythm yeah, yeah. and you get going. And for me, I tried a bunch of different things. I was doing things related to the restaurant and the wine store and different stuff like yeah, yeah. that. And what really clicked was when, when the shutdown happened and it yeah. was fitness and jujitsu and yeah, it yeah. just went boom, where yeah. I got, I got a video right now from a couple of weeks ago. It's like 50,000 views wow, and like, true. yeah. And I was like, I got, it's funny, my two, my, not my two-year-old, my 10-year-old pointed out, she was like, dad, it took you a, over a year to get your first thousand followers. It only took you a week to get your second thousand. Yeah, that's how it is. crazy. That's how yeah. it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to pick back up in just a minute, everybody. So stay tuned. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. All right, everybody, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. This week, we're zooming all the way, not just right around the corner, Queens, New York. Janiah Iqbal here. He is the CEO of NoDegree.com. And I found that uh, gold medal quote that I wanted to catch at the beginning. Nice, nice. What is it? Wrestling quote. Gold medals aren't really made of gold. They're made of sweat, determination, and hard-to-find alloy called guts. Yeah, and tears, man. <laughs> and tears. Yeah, there are definitely some tears. And you, you know, you pointed it out earlier. You were talking about passion, like because you know, wrestlers really don't make much money in wrestling. Yeah. And so they're really just chasing their passion. And you connected it to entrepreneurship. And I wanted to kind of pick back up with that, where it's like, like when you set out on that that kind of dark or gray path on your own, and there's nothing to catch you when you fall. And sometimes there's no money. Sometimes there's pandemics, yeah, like yeah. all these, yeah, yeah. all these crazy things. You know, I love 2020 because it was such like a gut check. It was just like, yeah, or like the chin. It was like 2020 going to 2020 was like, you got chin. need, you got need in the balls and the ref. It was like, it was like, you had mighty mouse on your back, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You got, you got need ref didn't see it. You still got to keep going, right? You got to keep going. Right. And, uh, and it's really like the passion that, you know, if you don't have that, like, of course you need some business knowledge, you know, yeah. you, there, there's some tools you have to have, but like what you, you cannot be without yeah. is passion because you're going to, but one of my favorite business quotes is most businesses, most business fatalities are the result of suicide, not homicide. Yeah. Meaning it wasn't like other things that knocked you yeah, up the it mountain. Itself from the inside. Yeah. You took yourself out and, and passion is one of those things. It's like a relationship, you know, it's like if you're passionate, it'll last and flourish. It's going to morph things change, you know, but you just move with it because you love it. And I think that's so important. And especially like when you deal with people, you know, that, that have the passion, but they're, you know, the reluctant maybe to go down the college path, especially these days, boy. I mean, yeah, yeah. we talked about it in the spring, right? Colleges are under some pressure right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's going to be zoom class, but it's still $75,000 a semester. Yeah. Uh, and we need your check by next you Tuesday. For room and board, right? <laughs> right. They charge you for room and board too while they're at it. Man, my kid's at home. He's doing zoom from the, from the bathroom. You know what yeah. I mean? 
It's crazy. So like you, you know, your messages always speak to me because I'm a high school dropout as well. Now, somehow I ended up getting a master's degree, but it was a long meandering stream. But I dropped out of two high schools. I dropped out of one and then I worked for like six months. And then I was like, all right, maybe I should go back to school. And I, I went back for a little while and then dropped out of another school. (laughs) And then I just went back to work. And literally, you know, I ended up going to school for music, which uh, I don't know. You saw my mom uh, chime in on the Facebook comments yesterday. Did you see that? Uh, (laughs) She was like, she was like, the school system failed you. I failed you. Like, you should have been in a gifted program. And I was like, nah, man, it's not about that, really. You know, life ends up working out in its own way. It does. It does. But um, I ended up getting into music school, which is what I was the passion I was chasing at the time in my, my late teens. And uh, it was so weird because, you know, I got into a four-year university with just a GD and, like, decent SAT scores. And this was, like, 1996. Yeah. So th- things were a little different back then, I think. I mean, the, you can the, still get in with just yeah. a GD. And hey, look, the thing is... The, you can still. like yeah, you can, have good SAT scores because, yeah. again, it kind of shows that you can... Like, I remember when I went to my college, I, I wanted to get out of the first level calculus or I want to get our pre-calculus because mm. in high school I took pre-calculus my junior year and then calculus my AP calculus my senior year. I did terrible on the AP test but then you know they make you take calc they wanted to put me in pre-cal because I was like a transfer I was like look I'm gonna go two years back to like no 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 high school is different heights and my high school I actually worked harder in high school than most college classes because I went to like, right. a specialized high school and then I, when I went and then I showed my SAT score they put me in calc and then nice. I aced that class too because it was like, oh, I remember the stuff. Like I didn't do as well in high school because it was like I was tired senior. But it, right. you, you know, you're learning things a second time. It's like, oh wow, why didn't I get this? And I aced it. Where'd you go to high school at? What school? I did went you to Bronx to? Science. Gotcha. So I hate My, the subway system. I spent too yeah. much time on the subway, man. Man, we just got a car. We haven't had a car in like 15 years. Yeah, uh, we I, just got a car. You and got like, we're, well, yeah, in Winter Terrace, where we're at, there's decent street oh, parking. Good, good, good. That's yeah, good. every now and then you got to romp around, yeah, yeah. but um it's great because like we're driving into Henzo's 7 a.m. class yeah, and you can nice. still, you can park yeah. on 8th Ave. And yeah, people like, don't realize, people don't realize that if, as long as you avoid the rush air, rush hours yeah. and the other areas, it's just so easy. It's a dream, bro. It's a and dream. I'm, I'm telling you like after training, there's nothing worse yeah. than going, sitting on the train. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Training, you just want to go in your car and go home and relax. Get, you want to get that acai yeah, yeah. and you want to go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So my wife is, uh, she's a math, uh, like the, a math teacher and like kind of like a math director at, yeah. um, at ICE Institute okay. for Collaborative Education. It's an old status and high building. Okay. So we have this conversation all the time and it's really funny now, like we can talk about this, you know, now they're trying to make a, make these like kind of quasi calc classes that look good on the, on the kid's resume, but yeah. it's not calc. And she's like, they can't do basic algebra. Why are you trying to give oh, them like man. this badge that like said, like I kind of did calc yeah. so they can get into like a good school. Like it's all about the school and it's just, it's just like phony education. It really it's, sucks it's to sad. hear them talking about because it. it I see when you do that, they get to a real calc class and the, see, the thing is, let me tell you, college, they got like three, two or three exams. So if you do bad in one, you're done for the semester, yep. right? That's it. You're, the most you can get is a B if you, Right, you mess right. up the first, so it's like it, yeah. you really gotta make sure that you you just can't. You know, it's just a complex issue because a lot of times the teachers are doing everything they can, but a lot of times it's just it's for the parents, so the parents could feel better about the. And, you know, it just the whole, it is it's a deep rabbit hole. And again, like to tie back in like grappling arts, 
It's like there's no line. Yeah, you on can't the mat. get like a you you know like if you get like a fake belt, right? Let, let's say like a belt you don't deserve, you go. People like they'll you're feel gonna, you right away. You're gonna find out quick, yeah, quick. <laughs> and and you could talk a bunch of smack like off the mat, and as soon as you slap hands, it's like, can you back it up? And and I just love that that it's just like completely brutally honest, and you can't yeah. you can't fudge anything, man. You can't you can't pull one over on anybody. That's it's just a fascinating part of of grappling that I love. No, I'm same here. Same here. I, I yeah, that's the one thing. It's like it's the equalizer. Like let's, yes, let's go sit yes. on the mat. Yes. So you actually have a degree. Yeah. Wait, and where's a your degree, degree from? unfortunately. <laughs> so it's like somebody I say, I say it with such disdain. I'm like, yeah, I have a master's degree. No, but you know what? I do like what I learned and I do find it, even though I don't use it for traditional things, it was good to sort of get the experience to know. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is a lot of people who are like not pro college it's typically the other extreme where they they didn't go to college and then people say oh they they're that way because they couldn't hack it and it's like little i ha- i could hack it i did extremely well i went to like an ivy league but i also realize it it's not for everyone i realize yeah. like who wins who doesn't win cuz you know when i went to like columbia for my masters it was full of a lot of rich kids a lot of the kids yeah. are wealthy right they grew up with tutors right they're obviously smart and they work hard but they also have a good parental support system that the majority of the kids who go to those type of schools are wealthy in the first place. Right? Mm. They have a support system, right? They don't deal with other issues that we don't necessarily have to deal with, right? If you have a parent pass away, you have all these other factors, you're just less likely to go just because you have other things to worry about. Yep, exactly. And it's funny because like, you, you know, speaking specifically about like some of these New York city schools, where it's like most of the kids that come yeah. up in the New York city yeah. school system are not, it's not available. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just not happening. It's not in the cards. Um, you said something that, that kind of uh, triggered my my thought process, and then it just slipped away. What? I'm still kind of like dreamy. What the rich kids going to school? I, no, no, <laughs> I don't care about them. Um, I'm still kind of dreamy from my from my morning yeah. yogi class. It was so so awesome and oh. and cerebral, man. The, the other thing I love about grappling arts is like, especially something like jujitsu. It's like very cerebral, so it looks kind of like maybe brutal from the outside, but at the inside, it's like it's human chess, and it's, it's very slow. strategic. It's it is, and the class we had today, man, was just like the guy was just—he didn't even teach a technique; he was yeah. just teaching concept. And like my wheels were just turning, and we came out, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I'm just no, like, "It's good when you right understand now. the concept." You're like, "Oh, that makes," sense. <laughs> and it sucks when you don't. <laughs> you know what, what concept that my coach taught me in wrestling was that wrestling is all circles. Like yeah, all the moves, and you know, same thing. Grappling, yeah. it's all circles. Like a lot of things, it's like circular. The spiral. You, know, you keep yep. circling. You, you know, you don't go straight on. You go in circles. Yes. Yeah, and that was so. That was my my journey. You know, like I think I was I turned twenty one my freshman year of college. Yeah. So I was like really circling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the same. I did I did really well in school, and like for me, I also you know I have a degree. I got my degree, my master's in music in two thousand four, and and I did well. Like I made yeah. I was supporting myself in the industry, and and things were things were going well. The funny part about it. And, and we talked about this the last time you were on, uh, you know, being in the food industry all this time, we used to get, um, we used to get these kids from uh, like the culinary Institute yeah. upstate as, as interns and stuff. And I worked for this one chef that had graduated from there, like in the nineties. Now, back then you couldn't get into the culinary Institute and most schools like that, unless you had two years of prior experience. So if you were yeah. 18 applying, 
You had to have worked in high school for two years at like a pizza place or an ice cream shop or like you had to have worked in the industry for a minimum of two years for them to even consider your application. They eradicated that at some point. And it's funny because we were getting these 20 year old kids that had an associates in culinary arts like little rich kids, yeah. you know, never really worked like, you know, like some of the resort yeah. areas that I did as a kid where you're just like working 18 hour days and people are yeah. spitting at you and there's no air conditioning, you know, and they would come in and he would say, you know, if they're, if they're no good, just throw them out. And man, I would throw each one of them out. Like my life. You need that experience. I mean, look, I, I would th- a waiter. I worked as a waiter for three days. And <laughs> I you were like hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And look, I was, it wasn't, the work wasn't bad. But I got paid like 81 bucks. Right. And my friends just laughed at me. They didn't pay like the first day because it was like training. And my friends yeah, just yeah, laughed yeah, at yeah. me. They're like, man, you made like three bucks. What is that? Man? Right, right. That nothing. But not for nothing. In New York City, you can easily knock down like 50 bucks an hour as a server. Like yeah, if you, yeah. no, if you stick with it and get good, like you can, you can walk with some real bread. Yeah. Um, one, one of my early restaurant gigs in lower Manhattan, I just like I made so much money and it was just cash in hand back then. Yeah. You know, it was like 15 years ago. It was ridiculous. I worked three days a week. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I worked yeah, three nights a week and I was just like I had cash, man, and I could do whatever I wanted. You know, we had a baby, so I yeah, yeah. <laughs> took care of the baby a lot. But yeah. that that was my only hindrance. That was the only reason I couldn't do whatever I wanted. It was good though, because I probably would have blown it off. Yeah. All right, we're we're gonna take another break. All right, hang tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a few. Woo woo woo. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You know you have it the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Can I get a Ric Flair? Woo! Woo! Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's funny. Nick Lozano is like my LinkedIn Ric Flair gift guy because you can only do it from like an Android or something else. And I'm yeah. I never have it. So I just I put him in the comments and he always drops me a Ric Flair. Uh, it's so funny. Um, again, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. We're zooming to Queens, New York. We're talking to Janai Iqbal. He is the CEO of NoDegree.com. And we've been talking about a number of things, grappling, but also, you know, this the, the kind of circular pattern life can take in grappling, uh, but also professionally, especially if you don't have a degree or you didn't get a degree. And then I want to dig into like what some of the options are. So like for me, I was saying I dropped out of school. I dropped out of two high schools. You know, it wasn't because I was stupid <laughs> it was you know i was just bored what? it's it's funny i've had two conversations well i had one conversation with a gentleman one of my mentors um recently just in the last couple of days when we were talking about this um where he and i both like really struggled uh in in school we weren't like the best students he opened his first restaurant at like 24 i think and and now he's franchised and and he's just like he's yeah he's he's doing so many really great things um and then uh his daughter too he's got three but his his middle daughter was like really not doing great in school either and they, they moved her a few different schools she ended up getting into school into college and she ended up studying business and then it really clicked yeah and her first year out of school she opened her own business and she profited like $120,000 in her first wow, that's year serious. Just like on her own, like a couple of the business classes helped, but the rest of it was just like, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to, uh, you know, with all this stuff with Reddit and GameStop, uh, Gary Vee was interviewed on something yesterday, yeah. MSNBC or something like that. Just a short thing. And he was talking about how, like when we were coming up, you know, I'm the same age as him. And it's like, there was no, there were no I remember going to my guidance counselor at, yeah. at, in high school and like, you know, they were like, yeah, maybe you should think about vocational school. And I was like, that's kind of a dick thing to say. Like you want yeah, me to be yeah. a mechanic? I just, because I don't want to go to school and I don't want to follow like the status quo. Yeah. The resources weren't there where now there's a, there's a lot more, I think there's a lot more support in this idea of like, I'm going to, I'm going to do things, you know, I figured it out on my own. Fortunately, yeah. it took a while, but um, what are some of the things you suggest to people these days, like if someone comes to you and they're like, whether it's a parent, it's like Billy yeah. doesn't want to go to school or whether Billy comes to you and he's like, Janet, I don't want to go to school. Like, what can I do? What are some of the things that you advise? I mean, I know when the last time you came on, I just posted a little clip and your one thing was like, do your research, like really yeah. know what you're getting into. What else do you tell people in this, this situation? Be self-aware because what happens is, and I advise a lot of my clients and people who talk to me. There's Gallup's Gallup has a strength, you know, the polls Gallup mm. has a strengths finder test and you take a test, you answer a bunch of questions. It's like 20 minutes long and you get five, you get like five of your top strengths. Right. And these strengths are like, that's how you're wired. Right. There are some people who are like, look, I, they're like, hey, I couldn't do business. I want something stable. Right? Mm. And then there are some who's like, I can't work for someone else. I need to be my own boss. So you end up finding your top five skills and then. From those skills, you need to figure out which careers are how the which careers sort of work with those skills. Like some people like thinking, some people like working with others, some people like just create being creative, some people just like repetition. And the thing is, it's different for everybody. So I think you got to do that and you got to be self-aware because oftentimes people choose careers. It's like, oh, someone told me to become an accountant and then they do the job and it has nothing to do with their strengths. 
right? And then they end up moving in different routes. So I think once you figure out your strengths, now you can be more strategic when you're going into the role that you can throw. So that's kind of what I tell people. It's like, I don't say, oh, get into tech or get into this. Yeah. A lot of people do that. And what happens is people just get in. They may be good at the career, but they don't like it. They don't have the passion mm. for it. It's not aligned with their strengths. And they just end up burning out. Right. It's just like, yeah. you can't tell everyone to do the same thing. So I, I tell them to do that and just explore, talk to people. And, you know, I, people come to me about it and I'm like, you have to be able to make mistakes and be able yeah. to re- rebound from it because it's hard. Like somebody young to like answer those questions, honestly, like, especially if, yeah, if you have, like I get answer it now, but I'm like yeah. in my mid forties, like finally I get answer yeah. that, you know, I had to get like knocked around a lot. And that's the the thing, you know, you have this ideal version of yourself and you can answer those questions that way. But then once you get in and you start to get the grind to to tie back into wrestling, you know, you're getting beat down, man. And you're like, I don't know, like these guys, you know, I don't, I don't remember. I I listened to like a good portion of the the interview you did with uh, Demetrius Johnson. It's like, you know, guys that are like, I want to be a fighter, you know, and they're like, yeah. follow the allure of it. And it's like, you get in there and you're like, wait, I just get my ass kicked every day. You know, it's funny. He didn't even, he was, he was just like, look, it was just something I did and I was good at. And I, I was just really freaking good at. And he was like, wow. he always had a backup plan and all that stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. No, he seems funny. like a, seems like a really smart guy. Dude, he's a real nice guy. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. He, I asked him for like a, a quote, right? I was like, dude, he answered me back in like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He with the quote. I thought he's yeah. not not like yes. He was like, hey, you know, he's a great podcaster. X Y Z. He's a, he's a cool guy, man. Yeah, he's he, I I dug him. And uh, do you know Bo Templin? Are you familiar with him? I've heard of that name. He's he's a young he's a young broadcaster. He's working with one thirty seven PM right now. Okay. He just it's funny. He puts out these tweets and he says they're like kind of cryptic. Yeah. And he'll show like a screenshot of the of the message yeah, yeah. from the person that's going to come on. Yeah, and yeah. the guy, he said something and then he just signed the email D. Yeah. And he goes, who do you think it is, man? And I immediately I was good because it was like right after yeah. watching your show. I was like, I wanted to say I was going to put a money mouse gift in there and I didn't. I hesitated. And that's who it was. It was. <laughs> okay, it was him. But he just put it out. It was like maybe a month ago. It's short too. It's like 20 minutes, but it's really good, man. Yeah, it's he's really a smart good. You should guy, check man. it out. He's a very yeah. intelligent guy. It's funny. Some of these dudes, like, you know who else was really impe- impressive was Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis I, seems smart. I, I, I met him in person. He, I got a picture of yeah. him. He's a cool guy. Like business savvy, man. Like some of these guys. No, they, I, I, you got to be. Like you yeah. see someone like, I think you see Khabib, GSP. Like Khabib's like take, going to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Over there. He's like you know, taking classes and. You know, you see GSP with the paleontology and, you know, his, oh, man, he, you know, yeah. they're so on, you know, you think they're fighters, but to be a good fighter, man, it's, it's, you, it's a chess game where you bleed, right? Yes. And, <laughs> you know, and you can make the right move, you know, you can make the right move and checkmate the guy and the guy just has the iron chin, right? So it's, it's so many more factors. It's funny you say that. My uh, my daughter was sitting in the restaurant last night. She was just like here helping out with something. And it was some downtime. And we have this little mini chessboard yeah. here. And, you know, nobody can sit inside right now. So she's yeah. sitting inside by herself. She just starts playing chess. She's into it. And one of our neighbors came in to pick up some food. And she was like, oh, you like chess? And they start talking. She was like, my dad, this lady, she's probably yeah. in her 60s. So her dad, I don't even know if he's alive anymore. This guy's, you know, he's probably like, yeah. he would have been 90 or something. She was like, he was an avid chess player. Yeah. And it was really amazing to watch. She said, but he had a bad temper. And you could always tell when he lost because yeah. he would like throw the table and like take a swing at the guy. And I was wow. like, bloody chess, man. That's he was interesting. The wrong sport. He should have been, been a UFC fighter. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have that back then. But um, 
you know, it's, it's interesting how some of those guys, again, guys that have no degree a lot of times, and they, a lot of them get into the business aspect and don't do like necessarily so well, but there's a few of them that just really get it. Yeah. You know, they just really like understand it. And I love to hear those guys talk. I mean, some of these guys open like George schools. Foreman. Yeah, the grill. He, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The grill, about, right. Like, like pers- you know, personal he, brand. You ever hear him talk? He's a very sharp guy. What's it called? Um, some of these guys end up opening schools. Yeah. And it's funny because Hinzo was just on an interview uh, the other day I was uh, listening to. It was him and Matt Sarah. And he was like, man, some of these guys are like great fighters and they open schools and they, they just like, they know shit about business. Yeah. And they, they like, they just fail because they, they're like really good, like executing on the thing and maybe like good yeah. at like attracting people to them. But then when but it comes to the business. Yeah, when it comes totally to the different. business component, it, they, they really blow it, and it's unfortunate. So, like, how, you're in the how do we help? Yeah. You're in the restaurant business. You know, just because you're a good cook does not mean you, you can run a restaurant. Or, like, music is the same way, man. Just because you're a good, you know, you're a good drummer yeah. doesn't mean you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be great at teaching or be successful at financial management because um, you got to, like, you got to file your own taxes as a freelancer yeah, yeah. and all that mess. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But um, How do you help these guys? Yeah. How do you help somebody like that? That's like established already that like has money and they're like, they're really like in the weeds, man. They don't know what to do. What they like, honestly, they need to find coaches, like business coaches. Like, because I've seen, I know, like I've spoken to people and the ones that hire coaches and they surround themselves with good people. Like they're the ones who, I know GSP has like, you know, he surrounds himself with great people who like well, fear, fear Sahabi is like yeah. he's on another level so you know? it's like you have to because it's like look you can't be good at everything and you know same thing with the gym you can't just hire your buddies and all that stuff right you yeah. can't hire your buddy who knocks everyone out because he's a great fighter right <laughs> I've, I've heard of that right you've heard of schools where it's like sure they're straight up guys who just like bully other people in the gym and that causes people not to come back and yeah right, all this stuff like it, it caused I remember one time at my gym uh, one guy, like this guy was a college wrestler, dude, he went hard. He goes hard on everybody. Yeah. Right? Like this guy was like, dude, he just like an energizer buddy. Like he wasn't like the strongest guy, but this guy come at you, come at you nonstop. Yeah. And then he did it. Like there was a girl in the class and dude, he wrestled her. Like she was like a guy. She never, I felt bad. She never came back, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I think he stopped coming, but I think, you know, they addressed that, but it's like, those things really make a yeah. difference in whether people are not, people come back or not. I, I like that idea. I've, I've never really worked with coaches before. I had some mentors, you know, but yeah, it was yeah. just like de facto, like it just happened, you know, yeah, in yeah. life. But I'm actually like kind of co-working with a few people right yeah. now. And it's been, it's been amazing. It's like, yeah. it's really helping me. One of my friends, she's been on the show a couple of times. She, uh, she coaches. And one of the, the best things she ever said on the show, like I asked her, you know, the first time she came on, I was like, you get the final remark. What do you, you know, what do you want to tell everybody? And she was just like finding an accountability partner. So like, it doesn't necessarily have to be your, like, you don't have to think about it. Like, this is my coach. They're telling me what to do more. So like, this is a person that I can shoot ideas off of just like your, your favorite training partner. Yeah. Guide you. But it's just like your favorite training partner where you're like, man, I want to try this thing out. Can like, we work a little bit together where it's not like fully live. So like, if I fuck up, you don't like, you don't smash me. Like, I just want to vet this process. And she was like, that's really like the big, the big thing. It's like, get that person because, you know, another thing I kind of discredited at first was imposter syndrome. And I was like, man, I'm a confident dude. I ain't got that. But it's funny. It shows up in these little ways. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, like that's what it is. And it's been pointed out a couple of times. And now I'm like, now I'm, it's my adversary. And I'm like, I will find you. 
I will yeah. get you. I will squash you every time I see you. Just, you know, it's just like, you just got to go for it and like, forget, like, I'm not afraid of that many things, you know, but every now and then just like you have these subconscious things that make you say like, oh, no, 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 that, that's not a good idea. And it's like, how do you know? Yeah. Like, have you done it? Have you tried it? How do you know? You know, yeah. like, I have to, this is my internal dialogue. I'm telling them this fight with myself in my own head. It's a trip. Um, and then I, th- the coaching thing is cool. Like, because the, the the spectrum is pretty wide. I mean, it's not like we can all go to Tony Robbins, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you can find some cool people that are like charging. Like, I'm working on it right now, setting up a coaching, uh, yeah. just like a comp- you know coaching component of all my businesses. And like, I'm talking like 200 bucks. Yeah. You know, like I I just want to do it for fun and like monetize it a little bit, so I'm not losing money on yeah, it. But yeah. you can find like some good people right now. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes you only need like an hour or two. They tell you, yeah, like, hey, exactly. This is what you're missing. This is what you need to do. Or Clubhouse you is, need to read. Yeah. Clubhouse is kind of being it, it's I, I've been doing a few uh a few lives a week and there's yeah, there's been some really great traction there. How much time have you spent on it so far? I think the first few weeks, man, I was up to like six AM and then now I <laughs> of course you are <laughs> I haven't touched it as much. I, I've been sort of been watching like Netflix shows and stuff. I, okay. I haven't done that in years, so it's like one of those and then once yeah. I get my binge out, I'm done. But yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I, am I going, I think I'm going Saturday at 7 PM on Clubhouse. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So just, awesome. um, I started the no degree club on Clubhouse. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, a good move. It's a really you know, good move. Kind of really talking to people and I've helped some people with their resumes. Like one girl, I helped her, you know, she was, you know, it's funny. She was going to switch careers. Yeah. Like she was like, Hey, I, I tapped out. I'm not going to make money. I was like, no, 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 Fix up your resume. Listen to me, do these things. And then she got an interview at Microsoft second round. Oh. I mean, she had an internal referral, but she got, you know, the referral yeah. passed it on and she got the interview the next day. So I was like, look, trust me, you, you're not maxing out your salary because I see a lot yeah. of people. It's like small things, you know, they think, hey, I'm not. It's like, look, make these adjustments and yeah. you're you're so much. You know, the same thing with fighting, right? Small adjustments, right? Change fights. Inches. Inches. That was the thing today the guy was talking about. He was like, you know, when you're working with high level people, it's like yeah. centimeters, inches. And that's the big difference. Yeah, awesome. it's harder to work with high level people because you gotta like when I'm doing interview prep or resumes for high level people, I gotta go like deep. I gotta go deep. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this is what this is why this is the this is the thing that's gonna give you that extra edge. Yeah. Nice. Let's take one last break and then I wanna finish up talking about like that process and the live, just like yeah. the live stream and what value is in that these days. All right, everybody. So hang back, hang tight. We'll be right back. Last round coming up. Ding, 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 ding. You are listening to <laughs> Talk Radio. NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, last round. Ding, ding, ding. Welcoming back my guy, Janiah Deekball from Queens, New York. This segment here, we're going to focus on the idea of the live stream. This was uh, also uh, a, a post from LinkedIn that I saw just a couple of weeks ago. It's really triggered me. We actually did a clubhouse uh, room on it on Monday night and just specifically talking about live streaming. And it was it was a great room, man. I only like I think only like 15 or 20 people came through, but that was like way more than uh, our, our previous weeks of doing this. Um, but the, the what came out of that, like we helped a couple business owners figure out like how to tweak what they were doing and their own like self-promotion. And, and just like these two guys left the room, like, oh my God, I'm so pumped. I'm so charged. I'm going to go get it. And then when they entered, they were like, I don't know what to do. So it was really fascinating and fantastic to get that. But I was, I was kind of triggered by this uh, LinkedIn post by Stephen G. Pope. And he starts with, uh, have you thought about live streaming? In a year or two, it'll be a lot bigger than it is today. Every major platform supports it now. And on new platforms, it's assumed to be there. In a world where a lot of people are just thinking about going on video, new trends are pushing live streaming. It's funny. It's like live streaming is becoming what video was like two or three years ago. And people were really kind of slow to get on that. It's like, oh, man, you got to have this like edited, polished thing. I need a video editor and all. Now it's like live stream and everybody's like, either like, I don't have the right gear or they're like, I'm nervous getting in front of the camera. And when I read that, I was like, so just, I felt it was like so blessed that I started this, you know, like a year and a half ago. And I feel like really poised, like you could throw the live on at any time on me right now. And I'm just like, I just go and I'm just like in, in the mode. Um, So talk about your experiences with that and like, what, what kind of value do you see in live because you go you go live a lot well not not as much anymore just because i'm oh, busy well, but you i did. like to look there was, rich, gonna, were... yeah, there was a period when you were yeah there was a period i was going a lot um i'm going live actually tonight friday yeah at 8 nice. p.m but the valley of live streaming what well, a lot of people like a lot of people who don't understand live streaming are like why would you watch someone live like you know but the value in live streaming comes from community it comes from interaction mm-hmm. that's what a yeah. lot of people don't get like i see some people they want to share like pre-recorded things and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like, that's not what live streaming is. They'd watch a yeah. YouTube video, right? It, live streaming is about interaction with the host, getting that thing, interaction with the other people in the chat, kind of being there and, you know, just kind of hanging out. That's what live streaming is. And, you know, just that community, just supporting someone that you know. And that's how people need to view live streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because, look, most people are not big enough that they'll get like that, that, lots of viewers and all that. And it's about just that rawness because we're so used to edited things where mm. things are very rehearsed and all that live streaming is like it's not that it's just like it's it's that person right yeah they have to show up they can't you know because 
anybody can be anyone in an edited video. I've seen people, they're just crazy people on edit, not crazy, but just very different from who they are. And like one of the, I, and I go to a lot of networking events, right? And a lot of LinkedIn specific on LinkedIn locals when I, when you used to be open. Right. And one of the best compliments I got is like, you're exactly who you are, like mm-hmm. who I expected you to be. And that, I think that's what life streaming is like. It really shows who you are. Yeah. Again, tying it back into wrestling, it's like there's no lying in live stream. It's like you slap hands and it's just like, here we go. And I mean, I never, I never use a script or anything. I never, I don't write down. I look, the only thing I look up is like the message of the week. Like, what's that going to be? And even that, I mess out sometimes. (laughs) It happens. Yeah. But like, I just love that it's like brutally honest. And like you were saying, I, I really agree in that terms of like community building. I would rather have like, you know, it could be, you can pick the number. I don't care. It could be 20 people. It could be a hundred people. It could be 200 people that are engaged yeah. and, and supporting each other. Then like thousands that are who doing are not nothing, who yeah. are doing absolutely nothing like that, that, that offers nothing to anybody, you know, yeah. nobody gains that way. And, and I, I really love that it builds that community, but I feel like people really enjoy seeing that real version and they can connect to it. Like you really connect to people where when you put that polish thing out, people are like, oh man, my life ain't like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that Instagram kind of vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, look at me. You know, it's like my life ain't like that. Like, uh, you know, they might like it. They might be like, oh, that's cool. But in, deep inside, they're like, I'm never going to be that. Where when they see me get up and like make an ass out of myself and like mess up my words and like the audio cuts in and out. And it's like, all right, I I might even be better than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He he didn't even graduate high school. <laughs> so I, I like that that rawness of it and that realness. That I think that's a good way to like bring people in. But I think, man, I think this month between my between this show, the show I do with my brother, the other shows I've been on that I've been invited on, and then Clubhouse, I'm looking at like 20 live streams this month that I wow, that's, that I did. That's respect, man. I'm like that's a lot. Nick was funny. He like wrote me after the show and cause I had to come off of his show cause the restaurant yeah. was open and it was like, it's time to go, man. And he's like, all right, we've done like an hour. And, uh, and, and he just wrote me back. He's like, it's crazy. Like you don't have staff and you have to do all this and you do these live streams. And I was like, man, I can't wait for staff to come back. Yeah. I'll just be live all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. like walking around with the camera guy and, uh, you know, just getting it in. I just like, I'm one of those people that's comfortable. You just turn the camera yeah, on and I'm like super comfortable. It doesn't bother me at all. But like now I'm starting to see the value in it where I feel like the first year and a half, I was just cutting teeth with it. You need to go to sleep, man. I know you were doing the LinkedIn Somnia. I love that name, no, LinkedIn Somnia. You were up yeah. all night live streaming or you were Netflix. No, not, not last night. Last night, yeah. I think just watching YouTube videos. So how many, we just have a couple more minutes. How many live streams do you think you're doing right now? And what's like your... What's your goal for this year as far as that goes? You know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't really have goals in the traditional sense. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I have the next thing I want to accomplish. And I'll typically do a short time frame, one to three months. Yeah. Because it's like past that, it's just so abstract. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's like saying, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds this year. I, I'd rather do, hey, I'll lose five pounds in a month. And then did I hit it? I, go from there. Realistic? Yeah. And then, you know, then you go, what happens is you go to like month 12, 11 and you're like, damn, I only lost two pounds. I got like right. 48 more to go. So me, it's just the, the big, I want to get a lot of con- content published on nodegree.com, like how to prepare for an interview, 10 questions, all that stuff. So that's really the goal. And 
uh, increase the SEO to get more website traffic. Because yep. once I get more website traffic, it just leads to everything else. That's yeah. really the goal. And I, I, ideally, I'd like to be in a position where I could live stream a lot more, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think that's more like a next year goal. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Where can people find out uh, about you or get in contact with you if they yeah, want to I mean, learn look more? Look me up on LinkedIn, Janiyad, J-O-N-A-E-D. You type that in, you'll find me. Um, check out nodegree.com and check out the No Degree podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the fun stuff. Awesome. I'll drop that in the comments of the uh, the Facebook yeah. uh, live so people will be able to see it there and, uh, and look you up if they have any questions. Awesome, man. Well, we got to wrap this one up. You got the final quote. What you want to tell everybody? So I'm going to go back to a quote, wrestling camp. Yeah, I went to, it was Jay Robinson wrestling camp. He was the head coach of the Minnesota wrestling team college. Uh, discipline is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And that's like, mm. one. Of myself, do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? I say, no. Do I want to do it now? No. Okay. I got to do it. Right. Gotta and do a it. lot of times that applies to like working out and a lot of things oh, like, and everything. Like that. That so phone call that you don't want to make. That's like in in, uh, in martial arts, they say the thing you want to do the least is probably the thing you need to do the most. Yeah. And so like it could be training, but it also could be like that business call you don't want to make. It's going to suck, but you should just do it. That's yeah. awesome, man. Really great. Great way to wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. We'll do it again. I'd yeah. love to get a, talk about SEO. I love that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm a like, SEO I, guy. I'm like a middle of the tier. I know enough to know what I don't know and how yeah. powerful it is, but not nice. enough to like be an expert. Dude, we'll world. do, we'll do an SEO show with my buddy, Craig. That'd I'll, be great. Hey, you I'm love down. Craig. I'm down. awesome, man. Cool. We gotta, we gotta hop off. There's another show coming up. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have an awesome weekend. Peace out. <laughs>
Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 